54321, hello children and welcome to episode 18 of the On My Dime, On Your Time podcast. This episode is featuring Tony Lee of Tony Style Guide on YouTube. Tony has a great channel, he talks about like more of like the minimal side of fashion, which is something that a lot of people aren't talking about, but he talks about it pretty well and I would highly recommend his channel. Uh, we talk about a lot of different things in this podcast, we talk about we talk about fashion, we talk about like working out a little bit as well. We talk about social media content creation as well. Uh, overall, like really balanced episode. We're not really leading too far into fashion or in, or too far down the self-improvement space. So it's pretty, pretty easy to listen to. If you guys want to see more episodes like this, make sure to drop them a review on Apple Podcasts or drop them or download, sorry, download them on Spotify. And if you want, if you have any ideas for guests you'd like me to have on, feel free to DM me at on my dime on your time podcast on Instagram. And yeah, I think I've plugged everything. And without any further ado, here's the episode. All right, man. So you went to the University of Waterloo. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. It's like Waterloo. Yeah. You lived in Toronto, though, for like a, a period of time as well, right? Yeah. So in, in Waterloo, we have internships. So every four months I would switch back and forth. So I would go to, I would go to the university, which is in Waterloo, which is a pretty boring town. And then during my internships, we would go to, I mostly stayed in Toronto, but a lot of my friends, they would actually like go to States and go to like bigger cities, which is like totally different environment. So it's pretty fun. It's kind of like during the internships, you're in a big city and like you get to experience everything. And then during school term, you're just in a, you're just in Waterloo and people get pretty depressed about it. They're like, yo, we got to get out of here. We're studying oh, yeah. here for four months. Now, yo, a few of my friends go to Waterloo. They're like, yo, it's actually like a whack one. I've been there once. They're like, there's nothing to do that. I go to Guelph and that's saying something. That's <laughs> yeah. Craziness. Man. Yeah. What did you, what did you do your internship for? Just out of curiosity. So I did three, I've, so Waterloo program, we have two years of internships in total, which is, uh, six internship semesters but i did eight because one time i wanted to do one year internship instead of uh instead of four months so in total i did three years of internships i've done two years of mechanical engineering and then i guess like one and a half year of mechanical engineering and then one and a half year of data science so okay yeah the most recent ones were data science if you know ClearBank in toronto that's that's where i yeah. did my latest internship okay nice nice mm -hmm. good stuff man what are your thoughts on like the toronto fashion scene like i know you, I, I don't know if you've been like in i don't know if you've been in town like recently or anything but just like from, mm. from what you know from what i know people don't care that much about like clothes it's yeah. mostly like people will just wear things for survival and i understand it because in Canada, like during winter, it gets super depressing, super cold, super salty. So like you can't oh, wear yeah. nice shoes, you can't drive nice cars and like it's just so cold. So you got to bundle up. And at that point, even even when I was in Canada, I wouldn't care about what I wear at like negative 30 degrees. Like that point, I'm just trying to survive going out there. I just want to have like a warm, cozy dinner. I don't care about what I look that night. So. I feel like that just naturally happens compared to like other cities like LA or like if you go to like that area, it's just like, wow, like people dress so nice. However, I don't know about New York. I've been to New York once, which is like a similar, similar climate to Toronto. I've been to New York once, but I feel like people there are more 
formal and like dress up maybe just because of the environment and everything but in toronto people don't really care that much about fashion i feel like it's i feel like if for girls i think they do care definitely way more than guys but for guys it's just like just wear a windbreaker you wear timberlands you wear skinny jeans and you go out that's that's basically toronto men's fashion like there's nothing i just added all of toronto right now (laughs) all the guys man they need to watch you man learn a few things about leather boots man yeah like honestly like what i what i thought about uh my fashion channel is keeping things i i mean i want to give more of the exposure side to all different styles of men rather than like giving answers to what style you need to go for or what you actually like wear this wear this that's not the answer so i want to like give more exposure because once people know different styles they get to kind of see like oh this interests me this doesn't interest me and like that that gets to happen compared to like just introducing streetwear all the time then people are going to be like oh is streetwear the answer do i always have to buy jordans like i don't want to create that type of like hype fashion so yeah i want to give more of the exposure to everyone that's watching my channel absolutely it'll give you more and at the very least it'll give you more content than like how to style wide pants yeah because there's a million yeah (laughs) Yeah. at the end of the day they all kind of say the same thing Mm -hmm. what's the fashion scene like in korea and it's like what's like the difference there like was like a bit of a culture shock for you definitely so in korea a lot of a lot of people like 70 percent of people dress minimal like we're all based on minimal And I feel like that could be because, so in Korea, we all try to fit in like a similar form. Like we don't try to, we don't try to go out of our place because compared to Japan and Korea, there's a saying that Japanese people all dress unique and then unique in a good way. And then Korean people all dress nice, but they're basically the same. And that's kind of true. Like most people dress the same. If you see someone like dressing in a unique or a weird way, people will be like, whoa, that guy's like super unique. And they wouldn't say it in a good way. They'll be mocking that. They'll be like, yo, that guy's all about fashion. And that kind of like, I feel like that has to go away. And it's starting to, people are starting to change their mindset. They're more, more willing to accept different characteristics. So I definitely feel like that's a good thing. However, in terms of the general fashion scene, it's mostly about minimal people dress basically the same way and it's mostly about like different fashion YouTubers. So in Korea, there are a couple of big fashion YouTubers. And if they say something looks nice, or if they say this combination is nice, that will be sold out instantly. And that's kind of like something that I don't want to see. It's something that I, and that might be why in North America, in my fashion channel, I try to like keep away from giving strict like guidelines and combinations and answers because I don't want to create that type of culture. It's it's just weird to see that even if it's for the same design. So even if it's like two different colors of hoodies and one fashion YouTuber says like, I like navy, then just the navy is going to be sold out. The gray is still there. It's like full stocked. So I'm like, what's going on? Like there's so much power of an individual that if a brand tries their best and makes great product, and if the fashion YouTuber doesn't like it, then that's just it, then the brand's just going to die out. However, if a brand like knows the fashion YouTuber and be like, or if the fashion YouTuber himself creates a brand, he'll be like, yo, I like this product. Sold out instantly. Wow. 
<laughs> when you described it earlier, I didn't think it would come down to like different colors of hoodies. I thought it would come down to like aesthetics, like even like minimal or like Scandinavian, which is like still minimal, but it's like wider mm. shapes and like more exact yeah. cuts or something. That's insane. Like the level of yeah, it's it's actually insane. I feel like, and I feel like that's mostly because when Koreans start to get interested in clothes and fashion, it's mostly around like grade eleven, like grade ten to grade eleven. Okay. And at that point, you don't really have too much of your identity. Like, for people who are listening or watching this video, I'm not talking shit. But like, at that point, like, same for me. I was just buying whatever other people said or thought was nice. I would just be like, okay, that looks nice. That looks nice. And then I would look at my closet. Nothing matches. I'm like, shit. I gotta buy more clothes. Okay. And that that type of like. That type of cycle happened and then i came to a realization i was like oh maybe i should like settle on one thing because even building one style properly that takes a lot of effort that takes a lot of money so i'm like okay i, I gotta settle in one style not buy whatever other people think is nice and yeah i i feel like it's mostly because the viewers are at a younger age than north america because north america a lot of my viewers are at least like 23. Like YouTube gives the analytics of 23 to I think 29 or 30 something. It's a pretty big range, but still they, they're mostly like from university students to actual full-time people, which already have their lifestyle and they know what they like and they don't like. So even if I recommend like, yo, you got to buy Jordans. If that doesn't fit their lifestyle, then they'll be like, yo, what is this guy saying? So <laughs> then that that's kind of like, yeah, I feel like that's the difference. The audience, because of the audience difference, there's a huge, more of a, more of the purchasing culture in Korea. I feel like in North America, there's a hype culture, but in Korea, it's more of like purchasing culture. Mm -hmm. With like your North America analytics, do you think it's like, because of the content that you create and the way that you like the styling that you do, you attract an older audience or do you think it's like the other way around kind of thing is in like they mm. come like because they're like they get into fashion as they're older so then they they like start watching your channel kind of thing that could that could also be true because what i do a lot is mostly tailored towards that age group and if i do more of like i guess like streetwear or something that a lot of teens are interested in then that might bring the age analytics down so that that could be true it's it might not be that people in North America start getting interested in fashion later than people in Korea, but that's at least what I saw in high school. So in, I went to Canadian high school in grade 11. And at that time, well, we were all wearing school uniforms. I went to a Catholic school, but okay. even outside, they would just wear the same thing all the time. So I'm, I'm, I was like, I was the odd one actually. Oh, like when all of my friends just dressed in like sweats and everything, I would just try to dress nice and they would see me as like, yo, where are you going? <laughs> What's the occasion, bro? Yeah. What's the occasion? Yeah. Oh, man. So that, that, that was interesting. Yeah. So what's your style progression been? Because I feel like you've, you've, I feel like you've like dipped your toes into a bunch of different, like different aesthetics. Mm -hmm. So I'll start from my high school. So high school, I had zero interest. I had zero interest in fashion in high school and maybe I guess like grade 12 and 11 counts as high school. So grade 11, I started getting interested. And then that's when I start started to buy like more of the printed stuff, more of like exaggerated stuff, like big shoes, printed t-shirts, 
big logos, big letters everywhere. And then I kept that until university first year. First year I started, I started buying a lot of like, kind of like designer stuff that had like all the hype logos. Okay. And then I looked at my closet I'm, and then I looked at my hairstyle, honestly. I looked at my hairstyle. I'm like, yo, my hairstyle doesn't fit streetwear at all. So that so was like, it, it was just a weird combination because my hairstyle was really preppy. It was like all settled and it was just like nicely combed. And then I would wear street style. It's like some people can rock it. But for me, especially with glasses, it, it was just not right. So I was like, ah, oh, maybe maybe I got to either change my hairstyle or change my clothes. So I went more of the minimalistic stuff and that's where it kind of fit my, my lifestyle and my personality as well. So when I think of styling and anyone styling in general, I really feel like it has to match their lifestyle. So for example, cashmere coats are nice, but am I going to wear cashmere coats every time I go out? No. So I wouldn't really buy cashmere coats because like for that price and everything, if I compared that coat to my lifestyle, I feel like people who wear cashmere coats, they are mostly just like driving in nice cars and just like they have their own lifestyle. So and cashmere is super hard to take care of. So you got to like make sure it doesn't rub on any surface. You can't get any stains and everything. So that wasn't my lifestyle. So I was looking, I was like, OK, then I got to buy coats that are more fitted to my my life and yeah that's that's kind of how i landed into minimal because as i as i go to work and everything it just wasn't i just didn't feel right to dress in like super exaggerated ways like honestly people wouldn't care that much but it was just about my comfort like people wouldn't care what i wear about but i was just i just didn't feel comfortable so i was like okay i I'm going to try to tone down everything and maybe fit my personality, which is like super loose. And I'm okay with a lot of stuff. Like if people say, let's do some dumb thing, I'll be like, yeah, yeah, I feel like that's a good idea. So I'm that type of person. So I didn't want to like, yeah, I didn't want to do anything about exaggerating myself. Okay. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. So like with the current state of affairs on Instagram, right? Everyone it's very fast, right? As you, I'm, as I'm sure you already know. So like, mm -hmm. Like with the cashmere coats example, we'll run with that. So let's say some like some younger guy wants to get into fashion. He really wants to pick up a cashmere coat, but he can't afford to buy to spend like let's say like five hundred, like six hundred on a coat. Let's say I don't mm -hmm. know how much cashmere goes for, but like let's just use that as an example. So then he goes to like Forever Twenty One or whatever and picks up a coat for like let's say seventy five bucks, mm -hmm. right? And he supports like the fast fashion machine. So like, well, what's the response that you would give to? The, the person who wants to get into like get get into an aesthetic that doesn't really suit their lifestyle but they're willing to pay less to get the look down kind of thing and support the fa and support fast fashion hmm so for i'll answer the last question first supporting fast fashion i'm not i'm not like too opposed to it because some like different people have different budgets and you can't say Yo, you're not thinking about the environment because you can't spend two hundred dollars on like a vest. That that just doesn't make sense. So I feel like I feel like fast fashion does have a place because not everyone's willing to pay that much. And even if someone's like super rich, some people just don't care about it. And it's not a it's not a great thing, but people 
there are people who need it. So I'm not, I don't think it's a bad choice, to be honest. If, if someone can afford like $75 coat versus 750, that's like 10 times the price. So yeah, it's, it's a hard question. But if you say like, is it bad for the environment? Honestly, if people care that much about envi- environment, I feel like they just shouldn't buy any clothes anymore. Like that's probably the best way. Cause even if you buy stuff from Patagonia, like, is that going to be decomposable? I don't think so. It's, it's recycled plastic, but it's still plastic. Like, I feel like, I don't know. Like, I'm not a big fan of like having too much of, uh, how do I say it? Like, I, I love being conscious about environment, but I, I don't like community warriors where they're just being like, yo, you can't do this. You can't do this. There are like, people need it. Like you can't just be, you can't just wear the same clothes all the time that people don't feel comfortable in it. They don't feel, they want to feel unique. Like everyone wants to feel unique. They want to feel special. And if $20 t-shirt can offer that, then yeah, go for it. I don't think, yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's basically it. That's a good, that, that's a good response. Not what I expected. That's a really good response. Like I respect that. But like, especially now, like with thrifting and stuff becoming as popular as it is in vintage clothes, do you think like, mm-hmm. do you think that's becoming the new, like, do you think that's going to become almost the future of fashion? Like less clothes are going to be made. What stays in the market kind of stays in the market kind of thing. Everything just gets recycled. Ah. Uh... <sighs> That's kind of hard. So again, it's good for the environment, but do I want to pay two times the retail price for vintage clothes? I, I don't want to, I feel like that's just, it's just also not right for upcoming brands. Like what are they going to sell? You want to support, well, for me, I want to support new designers who are actually doing nice work. There are many and, and I don't want to just spend like, $200 on vintage denim jacket, which has been worn for like 10 years. I can buy a new $200 jacket and wear it for 10 years. And like that, that will become vintage. I don't know. It's it's like vintage clothes. One person asked on my live stream, but I would only buy it if it's under retail price right now. Everything is like at least two times the retail price from what I can see. Like you can go thrifting and some t-shirts are going to be sold for 10 bucks. But like retail, like 10 years ago, that's probably like $2 or something. So I'm like, uh, do I do I really have to buy this stuff? Like someone could have been sleeping in it. Like, I, I just don't feel comfortable in it. Like, especially like military garments, there are good stuff about like vintage. Like it gives that vintage feel. And during during that time, there has been like really good craftsmanship, but someone also could have been shot in it or like there, there could have been like really big accidents. And I don't know. I just don't feel comfortable spending that much on vintage clothes. Cause vintage is named vintage, but actually it's just used. Like there's nothing, there's nothing different than used clothes versus vintage clothes. It's just a naming difference. And then there are some like archive collections within designers that are like considered legendary collections. Those I feel like they're kind of like, art piece like it's not all about wearing you it's like collectibles like you get to buy old cars for like 10 times the retail price so that's kind of like how it is for designer collections but for normal vintage 
for normal used clothes, I wouldn't spend that much, but it's definitely better. I feel like there are different choices that you can make. So people who are like really conscious about the environment and like the production and everything, they would mostly like mostly go for vintage clothes. However, for me, I, I also worked at an environmental friendly company, but I'm not, I feel like, yeah, that just, that just doesn't come to my standards. Why would I pay $200 for something that was worn for a long time, something that's used for a long time and other people left their marks in it. And yeah, I just don't feel, I just don't feel that should be a culture. It's because right now, a lot of vintage shopping is not 100% about the environment. A lot of vintage shopping is about the hype. If it's all about the environment, go for it. But if it's about the hype, I feel like that's that's not the whole point of like buying used clothes. Cause I've seen a lot of YouTube videos where they'll be like, yo, this vintage pickup and they'll just show like sweats that you can get from anywhere at any time. The only difference is that it's named vintage, which is used and they're paying like hundred dollars for these. And I'm just sitting there, I'm like, <laughs> did you really have to do that it's just like for a hundred dollars or even for like 70 to 50 dollars you can buy brand new nice sweats and yeah like i said if it's all about the environment go for it but if it's just about the hype then i don't i don't recommend it yeah especially with like instagram and stuff like all like the vintage pages and stuff they're charging a lot of money for like, a mm-hmm. like really i saw fun. that i feel like i feel like that's also kind of like taking advantage of younger generation because people who sell it i don't know about north america but in korea people who sell those vintage clothes they usually dress in nice designers they usually have like either nice suits or yeah. nice designers and they're just selling like used clothes as yeah it, it doesn't feel right because the usual customers are around like probably like 17 to mid 20s i feel like after like mid 20s you wouldn't go too much into like vintage clothes oh yeah yeah that's yeah that's what i feel like so it's kind of taking advantage of their younger generation yeah there's a couple pages that i'm thinking about right now and i, I don't know if we're thinking of the same page i'll I'll say it right now and then we'll like i'll cut it out of the episode because i don't want to get sued but like, you know like, <laughs> you know, i was just looking at their website because they have like fun like reference pieces and stuff they were charging like 110 for a pair of like Levi's. And I'm like, you can buy a new, again, you, like you said, you can buy a new pair for that. Yeah. Like, or you can go down to the thrift store near your house and pick up a pair for 10 bucks. Yeah. Like, I've like done it's, that, right? Like, it's I've, weird. I, yeah. Like a few like vintage jeans that I had, they're like, I bought them for like 10 bucks and like, I don't know. Yeah. Upcharging for vintage is, I feel like it's a pretty big problem right now because they market it as like environmental friendly. You get to like, there's like heritage, but. I don't know. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's just weird. Like with jeans and stuff, like I don't, I don't want to go down this vintage rabbit hole because I don't know, like, yeah, because like there, there is like a quality difference, right? Like with mm-hmm. like the Levi's factories when they made stuff in like, the U.S. versus made in Mexico versus made it like mm-hmm. when they made them in Canada, Mexico, and the U.S. versus where they make them now. I don't know where they make them now, but there is that quality difference, and I think that does account for some of the hype as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, even. <sighs> Yeah, I don't know. Even quality difference. It's not that major. It's like a couple ounces of for like Yeah, it's not like you're gonna feel it as you're gonna wear it. I feel like so when it comes to my clothes purchasing, I mostly base it on how it fits my aesthetics. It's not really about well, it is I do care about the quality, but 
I feel like caring about the quality comes from caring about my aesthetics. It's kind of like, do I, does this clothes fit my closet? If all of my closet has like nice fabric, nice material, I'm not going to go there and like cheap out on the fabric. So that's why I care about the material. But if, if I were to build a closet around like just whatever I can buy from around, around my, around my radius, I guess, then I wouldn't care too much about the fabric. I, I don't know. It's, it's a hard question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely a weird landscape right now. I don't know. But one thing that's great is that people are caring about what they're wearing. Yeah. That's, that's the important thing, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have any like people, like any brands or any people on Instagram or any like, reference places you take reference from like with your style hmm mostly i look at brand lookbooks so if i get interested in a brand or interested in a product yeah then i would i would go to their website i would look at their collection and see how they dress the models because from from their lookbook you can really feel what they're trying to go for and it really expands your eyes because you can look at a piece and be like, oh, I'm I'm going to style it this way, but I want to see how the designer wanted to style it. I want to see how it's supposed to be styled, basically. And that's where that's why I mostly go for brand lookbooks and some Instagram. But I feel like for me, like I follow some Instagrammers that are pretty nice, but I don't take too much of like Instagram as my inspiration. I take it more of as like a formula. So if I, if I look at like white button up shirts and then I have, I have a bunch of saved pictures on my Instagram, which have like white button up shirts. And basically I'll just, before I dress, I'll just go there and be like, Oh, how do other people style white button ups? That's basically what it is. I'm not, yeah, I don't follow too much about what they actually wear. I don't follow too much about the products. I mostly follow about like, how they style it. It's kind of like an equation, equation sheet. It's kind of like a cheat sheet before you go out, you just look at it and be like, Oh, this is how they style. Maybe I should try that. If I don't have that product, I'll just be like, okay, then maybe later. <laughs> okay. Nice. So it's kind of like that. You made like a video about that, re about that, like a while ago. I don't know exactly mm -hmm. what you were saying. Like, yeah, curate yourself through Instagram. Then like, if you, if you have like, like if you're just starting out, you can straight up copy it. But yeah. Like yeah. A couple steps above that. Cause you already know, like how the cohesive <laughs> enough that you already, it's like you've already done that in a sense. Yeah, I, I honestly like I definitely recommend for people who are starting out just straight up copying what Instagrammers wear or think about like just save the photos that you think is a nice outfit and then copy it and think about it. Why? Why does it feel nice? And then if it doesn't feel nice on you, also analyze that part. Why doesn't it feel nice on you? but it feels nice on them. Maybe the texture is different. Maybe the color is different. Maybe the fit is different. So analyzing those little things can really improve your style. And it might sound like a really like hectic process, but that really takes like maybe like five minutes. It's just like looking at it, be like, oh, this is wrong. This is wrong. This is right. This is right. And then as you're shopping, you'll start to expand your eyes. You'll start to be picky. Before when I shop, I was super like, I was just, be like okay that looks fine that looks fine but now when i shop i'm like ah oh, this i want it i wanted the sleeve to be a bit longer then i wouldn't buy it i'm like oh i want it i wanted the 
pants to be a bit wider, then I wouldn't buy it. I, you become picky, which is a good thing. And that actually going back to the environmental piece, once you become picky, you're not going to buy too much stuff. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> now that really spoke to me when you're saying you were getting picky, cause I don't know where I was. I think it was like at Uniqlo or like some, or like a, some designer store, just like a sample sale or something. Like, oh, this is a while ago. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at some pieces and I'm like, this is almost perfect. But there's like yeah. some issue that's like just not right. Like this button, like these buttons don't look, don't match like mm-hmm. the fabric or like the paneling was just off. It was just yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm happy someone understands that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Being um, picky is a good thing. Oh yeah. Uh, going back a little bit, I think we touched on this a little bit earlier, but like, what are your thoughts with all like the clones that are popping up on social media? Mm-hmm. Like everyone, like there's like a for- there's like a couple like formulas I can think of. It's like Jordans, flared cargos, hoodie, MoMA hat, tote bag. Uh-huh. You're set to get a thousand likes on Instagram, basically. Right. So how do I think about those? Like lack of individuality, all that garbage is happening. I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's kind of like what happened with Korea, but in a different form. Korea, it was all about minimal. And then in North America, it was all about Jordans and cargo pants. I feel like I feel like that's basically the same thing and like honestly I feel like it's a good thing that people start getting interest in fashion cuz like yeah like the fact that they can get 1000 likes is kind of like saying there are 1000 people who are willing to see that and there's like a lot of people who are willing to see different I guess not different styles but like I guess yeah there are, there are a lot of people who are willing to see styles and in terms of cloning, I feel like it's a great thing to start. Like, I feel like everyone has to start there. Well, not everyone has to, but unless you're like super talented with color combination and everything, cloning is probably the best way to start. Cause I, I feel like I also started from cloning. I think everyone has. And how I ended up in minimal is that streetwear, as you, as you wear it and like you see all these details, you kind of get bored of it. It's kind of like if your house, I think I saw it in one of the YouTube videos and he was comparing like how all the street style is kind of like having all different decorations of your house. And if you go to like a nice modern house, there's not much decoration and that's what minimalism is. And I feel like as you, as you get to style yourself, you kind of get bored of the street style. So people who are doing the clones right now, they will probably one day get bored and they will take, take, whatever they learn from that cloning and whatever they learn from that style into another style. So that's going to evolve into a different style. So it's not, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but hype culture is what I'm opposed to. Like I'm opposed to people who are like reselling everything and just buying everything for two times, 10 times the retail price. I'm opposed to that. But in terms of like cloning the styles, I feel like it does have a, it does have a great place in the fashion industry, but yeah, I say that because people who are cloning, they will most likely end up improving their style. The reason why they're cloning, first of all, they care about what they're wearing. If you don't care about their wear, if you don't care about what you wear, you're not going to clone in the first place. You're, you're just going to wear whatever's here at your home. But people who, who dress like that, they will learn whatever, is like a good thing about that style and bring it to their next style. Cause people, 
they change their style once in a while. So yeah, I feel like it's not too much of a bad thing, but yeah, hype culture is definitely bad. <laughs> it's kind of just a question for, like for me. Like mm-hmm. I just want to like I just want an answer to this, but like like I'm I'm like slowly going on this style journey like all of us are, right? Mm-hmm. I've I've found like a couple, I think like three aesthetics that I really really like that and that I think look good with my like body proportions and the way I'm like laid out. Mhm. Do you think it's even worth narrowing it down to like maybe just one and stick with that? Or should I just keep going down like the dabbling in different styles? Like I like the, I like the minimal stuff. I like, I like the vintage like stuff as well. Like I like the the ripped jeans, like sweatshirts and stuff. I also like Rick, which is Mm -hmm. totally like diametrically opposed to both of them. So like, what are your thoughts on that? So I feel like we'll definitely keep, dipping your feet into different styles because that's gonna like I said with the cloning that's gonna bring different aspects of styling and then put it into your style like you're gonna you're gonna grab different benefits of different styles and then create your own style so definitely keep that but I feel like even for myself clothes that I like versus clothes that I wear or clothes that I have in my closet are also different like clothes that I have in my closet I also love them but I also like Rick I also like Mason Margiela like they're like not the minimal Mason Margiela like the art piece Mason Margiela but (laughs) it's kind of like I also like those but I wouldn't buy them because that doesn't fit my closet it's kind of like I feel like I try to keep it in two different realms it's kind of like I appreciate this as an art piece or I appreciate the craftsmanship and everything but it doesn't fit my closet, then I wouldn't really buy it. But I, I definitely feel like, like trying different style is never a bad thing. Even even when someone's like set into one style, trying different style is probably still a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I was. I think I started. I did it in like a really weird way where like I wasn't really into fashion, and I just like kind of split from nothing into like three different sections. So I didn't really have like. Mm-hmm a wardrobe filled with like Rick and then decide to like buy a vintage pair of jeans and then be like, okay, nothing works. I yeah, that's I was lucky in that respect. I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's how, that's how everyone starts. It's like your closet's messy and then you try different styles and be like, oh, maybe this one fits me better. This one fits me better. So yeah, definitely. I feel like that will definitely help. Just out of curiosity, what did you, what, what did you cl- use as like, what did you clone yourself as when you started this? Like, was it like a skater type thing or like, how was it? Uh, that, like, mostly like, stuff, but. mostly like streetwear. Like when I was into streetwear, it was kind of like really, really tight, skinny jeans. Okay. And kind of baggy and a lot of like, I don't know if you remember, but there was a Thresher and Supreme collab and they had this jacket where it's like 2000 or $3,000. Now it's probably like $500, but those type of stuff, like a lot of logos, a lot of like everything flashy. Okay. Try to go with that. But then as I'm wearing it, I felt too preppy every time. Like Hmm. not preppy because preppy is kind of clean, but I I felt too, I felt too like. Like brash. I was like overthinking. I was just like, oh, like, am I dressing too much or am I dressing like this, that, but now I can just dress what I like and. I don't have to think about it that much so that's the part that i like mm-hmm. no that's interesting you just got me thinking because like a streetwear wardrobe you have to do a, i feel like 
And correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like you have to do a lot more thinking with a streetwear wardrobe than you have to do with a minimal wardrobe. Because with a minimal wardrobe, mm-hmm. all your pants kind of go with all of your coats. And like yeah. all and those two together kind of mostly go with most of your shoes, if not all of your yeah. shoes. You can literally put on anything, eyes closed, and just leave, and it'll look decent. With yeah, that's what I... Like, more. Yeah, that's what I want to... That's what I want my viewers to also do, is kind of like keeping your closet in a consistent theme, so that you can match everything with anything. So, I, like, in one of my videos, I was talking about how many clothes I have, and I don't have that many clothes. I have, like, five white pants that I always wear, and maybe, like, maybe like seven tops that i like and then like maybe five jackets and then that goes with like multiplication because you can pair anything with anything so like you seem to have a lot of outfits but actually you don't you don't have to you don't have to have that many clothes Mm -hmm. one more fashion question then we'll get into like a bit of like self-development self-improvement stuff Mm -hmm. like you said you have a very small wardrobe, right? Like you mm-hmm. don't really, and I know you don't really like play to like the Instagram algorithm too much. Like you don't post like fit pics very often. Mm-hmm. And, stuff. and like, correct me if I'm wrong. Like I don't really like, I haven't looked at your Instagram like too thoroughly, but mm-hmm. like with, in- again, with Instagram, it's very fast, right? And like with like the, yeah. everyone likes like recent pickups videos and like styling videos and stuff. And like on Instagram, you have to, I feel like there's a need to, post a new fit pick every week or something with new items right so like mm-hmm. how would you like what would you say to like some like 18 year old kid who like is feeling who's like feeling the pressure to buy a lot of clothes but maybe isn't in like a good space like financially to be able to afford constantly buying new pieces mm-hmm. yeah i feel like when you're young and even when even as you get older like you have money to spend on different things. Like you gotta have your savings. And when you're young, you're getting allowance. So you can't buy like $300 sweats every day. So it's kind of, it's kind of hard. I feel like you can't, that's one thing that's kind of like toxic about the hype culture is that it generates the feeling to younger generations that you need this piece to have a nice wardrobe or, or to have a nice outfit. But yeah, don't follow too much don't follow too much about, I mean, don't care too much about the fit picks. It's honestly just a fit pick and they're doing it because it's their living. It's not like you have to follow it. They're, they're earning money. I mean, they're posting because they earn, earn the money. It's not like, and a lot of times they're actually sponsored. So people can't really keep up with that pace and you don't have to. So buy something that really fits your style, that really fits your wardrobe and expect it to wear it for like at least two years. Normally when I buy clothes, I, I would wear it to like maybe three years at least minimum. And that really doesn't put me out of trend. So buy something that's kind of like within your style and you know, it's not going to be like a fast fashion thing. So that will, that will be my advice. That can also save you a lot of money. Like kind of playing devil's advocate here. I'm sure a lot of like the people who do feel like the pressure to post fit pics, they want to make it onto social media in that way as like their favorite influencers, like the Sanjeevs, the Harrison Nevels of the world, right? So is there a place to, is there, can you, is there a way to do both? Is there a way to do both? He always have money. So I feel like, I feel like unless you're in the same position, you can't really follow that person. Like, if there's a way, let me know. But as far as I know, you can't rent designer pieces. 
You can buy it and return it. There's some services that do that. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't know what they're called, but yeah. I've, I've heard about it. Yeah, you can rent like some like hider and some like raft and stuff. It's weird. Wow. Well, I wonder what the benefit of renting is. But anyway, like it's, if you're not in the same position, I feel like it's hard. But if you are to try to get into like more of the influencers on the Instagram, I feel like putting effort, like putting effort on where you can. Don't don't just sit there and be like, oh, I need this piece. If you want that piece and you don't have the financial aids, maybe just do it on your own. I've seen some, like there's a Korean, this not a designer, but there's a Korean kid. He's like grade nine right now. And he's made his own pieces and wow. he sells it for like hundred dollars a piece and people love it. And I saw it. I'm like, yo, this guy's talented. So if you put your effort in what you can do, instead of like complaining about what you can't do in terms of like, whatever, in terms of your studying or fashion or whatever, I feel like whatever you put your effort into and in, in what you can is the best way you can't you can't be like oh my parents are not like super rich so i can't buy this whatever like i can't buy this jordan so i can't make it on the fit page that's probably not it it's probably the amount of effort and mostly pictures especially on instagram i feel like 90 percent of it is about the background and the atmosphere like it's not, you can have a nice outfit, but if your background isn't right, if your tone isn't right, if your atmosphere isn't right, then people aren't going to like it. But if you have like really bad outfit, but you just take like thousands of photos and one of them looks nice and you just post it, that's it. Like you don't need super nice clothes. And especially on, yeah, especially on Instagram, you don't need super nice clothes. You can't tell the difference between $10 clothes. And that's why Fashion Nova kind of made it on Instagram. And like that's the thing like you can't tell the fabric quality from instagram photos because basically looks the same so you don't need all the designer pieces what i feel like i felt in i mean i fell in the trap hole as well when i was younger is that i see a fit pick and i'm like oh i need this piece to have a nice outfit but that's not true it's not the piece that they're wearing it's mostly the overall coherence and the outfit itself it's not it's never about a single piece. Yeah. Um, all right, man. You're obviously in great shape. I saw that video. So like, how about you tell us, like, how about you spill the beans on like your pre-COVID workout routine and like what you do currently? Because I don't know if gyms are closed in Korea or if even mm. if you use the gym or not. So gyms recently closed like about five days ago. Oh, we, man. So in Korea, there are five stages. That's so complicated. I hate it. So with the COVID, there are five stages, but let's simplify it to two, three stages because the five stages are one, there's stage one, 1. 1.5, two, 2.5, and three, which is super confusing. Mm. So we just think of it as one, two, three. And then like five days ago, it basically went to stage three, which is gyms closing and bars and restaurants. They only operate until 9 p.m. So it's still much better than like lockdown in Canada lockdown in Canada I was I was getting depressed this March like I I was in Canada this March and then I flew back to Canada in April and I mean I flew back to Korea this April and then it was so depressing everything was closed you can only do takeouts you can't really see anyone so yeah gyms are closed right now 
but before that i i would go to the gym once in a while like not once in a while but it would just be like a sprint of going to gyms and not going to gyms so it'd be like two months two months of working out and then i would rest for like a month and then i'll be like oh i'm losing my shape and then i'll go back i i mostly work out not to like be super huge i mostly work out to keep my shape i feel like that was kind of shocking for like good life personal trainers because one time i went there i was like oh, i want personal training i just want to fix my form and i kind of want to like just keep my shape and they're like oh don't you want to go like two sizes up i'm like no that means i have to buy all my clothes again so i don't want to go two sizes up and they're like they're kind of shocked i was like well i just want to keep my shape i'm pretty happy with what i am right now and they yeah she tried to like convince me to go a size up but i was like no <laughs> so yeah before so before covid i would go to gym and do whatever workout i mean do whatever body part that i'm not sore so if okay. i it's it's not like a proper workout i just do whatever i feel like that day if i feel like i want to bench press that day i'll just go and do it if my chest is sore i'll do my back and it's just kind of like a rotation i never had like a proper routine but i try to whenever i work out i try to increase my protein protein intake whether it be through the meal or the protein shake i usually do both but yeah that's about it i do like really on and off it's i never worked out consistent consistently in my entire life i would just work out like two months on one month off two months on one month off and that's mostly because i'm happy with that pace i don't want to like push myself and get up in the morning and be like yo, yo yo let's go let's go i'm not that type of person i'm just kind of lazy i'm just chill i'm like ah oh, i should go today and then whenever i feel feel too lazy i would just stop so yeah that's that's pretty much it that's pretty much my workout routine i would just go on and off if i could go back about three years and not get into working out like I do right now, I would do it. I've grown, mm. I've outgrown a few pairs of jeans and a few coats <laughs> and stuff. Like, yeah. I don't know. I've reached, I think I've reached like a good like settling point. Like I don't really mm. want to get bigger than what I'm at right now. Like I'm still a little guy, but like, I don't want to want to. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like everyone has like their own preference. Some people want to be, be like huge. Some people want to stay in the same size. I'm, I'm more of that person. Cause like, being huge is a lot of work. It's like so much work. You cannot, I can't keep up with that. I, cause I've seen guys like around me who are like huge. I've seen their routine and I've seen their meals. And it's just like, I don't think, I don't think that's a happy life. Well, it might be happy for them, but for me, it's just like, I'm not about that. Yeah. No, like I, I used to be like, I used to want to be like a, big guy like I'm, I'm like six foot two and i'm like i'm pretty thin like i have a small oh wow fan. you're you're pretty big six foot two yeah yeah like a little bit i'm i'm lying i'm like six foot one and a bit of change <laughs> yeah so i'm like i'm six foot two but I'm, i have a small frame so i'm like 100 i was like i'm 106 i'm like if i stop lifting i'm gonna be 145 pounds oh wow yeah so like that's I'm like cheat my way <laughs> to 170 165 yeah want to get to like 200 pounds and like i just realized like the amount of lifting i have to do and like i care about how i look in clothes uh -huh. i don't want to really look like those like you've seen like those like men's fashion pages where like everything's like skin tight and it's like uh -huh. it, yeah like i didn't really want that so then i kind of just like 
kept working out but found like a settling point i have like a decent shape now so yeah i feel like i feel like keeping the big big shape is just like it's too much work you gotta dedicate your life into like that lifestyle is is hard well, it's like it's like an hour a day kind of thing right I'm, uh, yeah <laughs> yeah um do you have any book recommendations for me because i need mm. to get into reading a little bit more i think in terms of like personal development or literally anything man anything uh so one time i mean in canada i used to read a lot on the subway to work but in korea mostly what i read is uh fashion related so recently i don't know if you can find this in canada but i recently bought a book about color combinations and okay you can oh the lighting is like so so you can see like all different color combinations within this color theory kind of thing Mm -hmm. okay this this book is really fun it's it's from kuno naomi but this is just like for fashion and then for personal development i think uh i've mostly read the famous ones like dale carnegie's how to win how to win friends or something how to win friends and influence. yeah that's next on yeah. my list actually yeah and then there's another book called compound effect haven't heard of that one tell me yeah it's not i don't think it's a super famous one i was one time in i forgot i think it was like indigo whatever i was one time in the bookstore and then i was looking through like personal development because i mostly read personal development books but i've also heard some people hate those books it's kind of like who are you to tell me what is right for my life? But yeah, anyway, so I I was kind of like, I was kind of reading those books and Compound Effect, that kind of stood out for me because that is one of the reasons why I continue doing YouTube. So that book basically tells you about how every decision of your life or of your day, every decision of your day can change bit by bit. And if you go through the positive realm, so like you click on, so there's so every day there's like a graph of negative and positive and then every day you click positive influence then it's going to start going up 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 and it's going to have that compound effect and within that book what i didn't like about it is that it has a lot of advertisement about the author's web page so oh i would skip God. that part but the main message is really nice it's kind of like you got to you got to keep making good decisions in your life and that's going to have a huge influence overall and that's that's kind of like why I kept doing YouTube, even when it was like five views a day. I was just like, okay, like I can just keep doing it because it's mostly fun also. Yeah. And then one day it's it's going to have that effect. So, yeah. And you're, you're at like, I don't know, how, how many subscribers are you right now? Like 7,000, 8,000, 10,000? Like, I don't remember. I think right now it's like 6K, 6,000. Okay. Yeah. So you're growing. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's a pretty pretty fun journey because when I just came to Korea, which is about eight months ago, about eight months ago, I was at like 2,000. Oh, okay. And nice. then the year before, the year before, I was actually at 99 subscribers and I took a screenshot. I was like so happy. I'm like, I'm almost at 100 subscribers. Now I'm at 6,000. So it's it's a pretty nice journey. It's pretty fun. It's pretty exponential. So I think, I think it's a, any creator thing it's pretty fun oh yeah you're definitely on the upward climb like i see like the viewers and the comments and stuff like it's all growing even like i was on your live briefly and it's like it's growing there's a lot of people like mm-hmm. and stuff so it's good stuff yeah it's pretty yeah. fun 
where do you want to take the channel and like let's say the up in like 2021 let's say mm-hmm. so 20 like videos that you'd like to make or something along those lines so 2021 i haven't i haven't officially released the dates on my uh, youtube but within 2021 i'm going to serve the military service in korea which is oh, one wow. and a half year military service so i got to do that but while i'm in the military well i'll be i am currently preparing videos that can be scheduled to upload while I'm in the military service oh, wow. so that like viewers aren't just like sitting there. So I'm currently in that process. And with it after, after the military services kind of like where I want to take off my channel is mostly introducing a lot of Korean brands and because, so I've talked to a lot of like brand owners and what they think about the problem when it comes to like reaching North American audience is the shipping and return. And like, there's not a nice payment platform that can support the international payments, which is pretty surprising. We live in 2020 and like yeah. international payments is everywhere. But anyway, so what I want to, what I want to end up doing with my channel is kind of connect those two, like introduce all the different Korean brands that I actually think is worth introducing. There are a lot of like even this button up, I recently bought it and it's super nice. I, I might do a review on it, but anyway, there are a lot of Korean brands that I want to introduce that I feel like can compete in the North American market, but they just don't have the reach. They just don't have the audience. They, people just don't know it. It's not like, and the thing is like, if they want to go to North America, you can't invest in a store when you don't know there's an audience. So they can't do that and they can't, they can't deal with all the shipping and return because shipping is going to cost like $30 returns going to cost like $30. That's $60 already. So it's, it's just insane amount of work and money. So that's where I want to take my channel more into like introducing Korean brands and introducing and expanding the viewers eyes in terms of fashion, like different color combinations, different clothes combinations, different styles, and just basically knowing what's out there not just being restricted to one or two styles that the that I'm interested in. So I that's what I try to also focus on my channel is not just introducing what I like cuz that that's going to be biased towards my opinion and I try to like keep it more on the neutral side. But I, sometimes I still can't because I will be like, "Oh, I like this. I don't like this." But I I try to keep it more on the more in the middle. Yeah, I think I think it's good to have an opinion because that's like that's the reason people follow you, right? It's for your mm-hmm. opinion, it's for your advice, right? So yeah. you should like worry about like having an opinion, right? Because that's uh-huh. to have an opinion, right? Uh, that's pretty much all the questions I I have. All right, awesome. Uh, that's pretty much it. Where can the people find you? Uh, they can find me on YouTube as Tony Style Guide, and on Instagram is To. T-O-E underscore knee, N-E-E-L-E-E. So yeah, if you guys are interested in menswear fashion, definitely, definitely follow me on YouTube and Instagram. And yeah. Awesome, man. You guys should definitely check out his channel. He has some good stuff. All right, man. Appreciate you for coming on, eh? Yeah, thank you for, thank you for the interview. It's pretty late night for you. And I appreciate the time. Not too bad. <laughs>